1: That's audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text WonderyPod Pod to 500, 500.
2: Tonight, eight- in frustration. Thousands of airline passengers still stranded as Southwest cancels another 2,500 flights today. The airline CEO apologizes. The federal government has launched an investigation into the meltdown and promises to hold Southwest accountable. CBS's Tanya Rivero is at LaGuardia Airport in New York death toll rises the national guard in buffalo going door to door searching for victims as rain wind and snow slam the west breaking news the u.s reinstates covid 19 testing for all flights coming in from china CBS's scott mcfarland reports on the decision amid a surge of new cases overwhelming china's hospitals Prayers for Benedict XVI, the 95-year-old former pope is, quote, very sick, the Vatican saying doctors are constantly monitoring his worsening condition. Massive car pileup, the extraordinary scene of a deadly accident on a busy bridge. And stories with heart. CBS's Steve Hartman shows us how one good deed can spark a global wave of kindness.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jerika Duncan, in for Nora. We have some breaking news from the Biden administration. The Centers for Disease Control announces new COVID-19 testing requirements for all airline passengers traveling from China. Plus, federal and local prosecutors open investigations into embattled Congressman-elect George Santos, who admitted to lying about his background. And while the death toll rises in Buffalo tonight, as it digs out from that monster blizzard, the western part of the country is now being hit by torrential rain, snow and flooding. But first, travel nightmares continue for thousands of Southwest airline passengers who remain stranded following a meltdown of epic proportions. Southwest canceled thousands more flights today and has already scrubbed more than 2,300 flights on their schedule for Thursday. The company's CEO says it could take until next week before everything returns back to normal. CBS's Tanya Rivera will start us off tonight from New York's LaGuardia Airport. Good evening to you, Tanya.
4: Good evening, Jerica. Today, overall, there were more than 2,800 flights canceled, either within, coming in, or going out of the U.S. Of those, 87% of those cancellations were Southwest Airlines flights. A day filled with challenges for passengers booked to fly on Southwest like sky high prices for tickets on other airlines. Alex Elliott arrived at Buffalo's airport as soon as it reopened today. My flights got
0: canceled on Tuesday and then next thing you know, I'm spending about $1,700 on a flight back to Denver where I really didn't have the money, but I didn't have any other choice, so.
4: And few available rental cars across the country, with Hertz and Enterprise both reporting an increase in demand for one-way rentals.
2: They're all accepting reservations, only to get to the rental car desk today to find out there are no rental cars.
4: Nothing but tough choices for stranded Southwest passengers who can't get an agent on the phone.
0: They're not refunding your money. They're not doing anything.
4: Paul Hudson is president of FlyersRights.org. Uh, I've never seen a meltdown like this. Hudson says passengers are entitled to a full cash refund for a canceled flight, not just a voucher, but ancillary costs like hotels, rental cars, and replacement flights on other carriers are not likely to be reimbursed. They have weasel words in there that basically eliminates any liability uh, to them. Hudson says in his 30 years of working as an advocate for air travelers, he's never seen it this bad. But he says problems plague the entire industry. US air travel is the worst it's ever been. And no country, even third world country has anything like it. Hudson says Southwest does not have agreements with any other carriers to help rebook passengers. And tonight, Southwest tells CBS News it is doing its best to accommodate customers on its flights as soon as possible. Jerika.
2: So many people impacted. Tanya, thank you. The death toll from that brutal holiday winter storm has risen to 69 nationwide with at least 38 in western New York. Right now, a travel ban remains in effect in Buffalo. The city is struggling to clear the streets and fully recover from that historic blizzard. Today, the Erie County executive criticized the city officials for their response.
3: Sure, mayor's not going to be happy to hear about it, but storm after storm after storm after storm, the city, unfortunately, is the last one to be opened, and that shouldn't be the case. It's embarrassing, to tell you the truth.
2: The National Guard is going door to door. As you see, they're doing wellness checks while state police are passing out meals. Well, now to that major storm on the West Coast, bringing heavy rain, strong winds and snow. It's all a part of a system that's being called an atmospheric river, which can lead to extreme flooding. CBS's Carter Evans explains from Los Angeles.
5: High surf battered the coast of Oregon as the intense storm blew ashore, dumping a deluge of rain across the Pacific Northwest, leaving nearly 200,000 in the dark at its peak.
6: Power's out now all all over the place here.
5: The worst of it hit during unusually high king tides, flooding streets in Seattle. At the peak of the storm, five people were killed on the road in Oregon, and powerful winds, some gusting more than 100 miles per hour toppled trees. This satellite view shows the atmospheric river funneling tropical moisture directly to the western U.S. As the storm moves south to California, rivers swell, prompting this swift water rescue. Many were unprepared for flooding. I started knocking on the neighbors, and um, about seven o'clock, It just started filling up. The good news? All that moisture brought the snowpack to 162% of its normal level.
2: And that Sierra Nevada snowpack really acts as a frozen reservoir for the majority of Californians.
5: Two-thirds of residents rely on it for water, and most of the state remains in severe or extreme drought.
2: I can't imagine a single water manager that's not breathing a little easier after um, these initial storms, but we're all hoping it continues and that'll be the true test.
5: Experts say we need about four more storms like the one we just got to really make a difference in the drought. In the meantime, dangerous conditions along the coast here, not because of the high surf, but rather the dangerous bacteria in the stormwater runoff. Tarika
2: not a bad background, though. Carter Evans for us in Los Angeles. Thank you. For more on the forecast, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Chris, good evening.
0: Good evening, Jerica More heavy rain and mountain snow pounding the West Coast as... The storm track remains pointed right here at the west coast with very heavy snowfall expected in the mountains, strong winds, and the snow will be measured in feet, several feet possible, flooding possible with the extremely heavy rain that is on the way and the persistent heavy rain. Travel forecast going into the weekend, storms in the Gulf Coast up to the Ohio Valley, more rain and snow in the west. On New Year's Eve, the rain heads to the east, moves out on Sunday with more rain and mountain snow in the West, while most of the country, Jerica will remain pretty mild.
2: We like mild. Thank you, Chris. Tonight, the Biden administration announced new COVID-19 requirements for all passengers arriving in the U.S. from China. The CDC says the new measures follow a surge of new cases and a lack of transparency from the Chinese government. Here's CBS's Scott McFarland.
3: Effective one week from tomorrow, people traveling from China to the U.S. must have tested negative for COVID within 48 hours of departure to be allowed through. But health experts wonder if that'll stop another COVID wave from crashing into America.
0: By testing with a PCR or a self-administered antigen test within two days of going, we'll catch some cases, but as we all know, there are false negatives. People aren't yet positive and can bring the
3: virus with them. So it may have some benefit, it's gonna be rather minimal in the big scheme of things. China is awash in COVID cases. After mass protests last month, the Chinese government abruptly lifted its strict zero COVID restrictions, which had limited movement and limited the spread of the virus and left the world's most populous nation with tens of millions of people still vulnerable to infection and to spread. Hospitals are overflowing and Beijing's data and case tracking are limited.
1: If you go to Beijing, They have so many uh, good hospitals,
3: but if you go to third tier cities or like rural areas, it's total difference. Health experts say such a surge in cases could lead to new variants in America and worldwide. Late today, the Centers for Disease Control also announced it's expanding its COVID surveillance program at U.S. airports in which passengers voluntarily undergo a nasal swab to better detect a new wave of cases. The new restrictions for travelers from China take effect after midnight, Thursday, January 5th. Only passengers under the age of two will be exempt. In Jerika, this is happening as countries across the world add their own new restrictions on travelers from China.
2: Scott McFarland from the Reagan National Airport. Thank you. CBS News has confirmed that embattled Congressman-elect George Santos is under multiple investigations in New York over bogus claims he made while running for office. Santos, a Republican, has admitted to lying about his education, work experience, and even his faith. The Republican District Attorney of Nassau County says she's looking into whether any of those fabrications amounted to crimes. And federal prosecutors are also looking into Santos's financial disclosures. Well, turning now to the war in Ukraine, Russian forces bombarded the southern city of Kherson with more than 30 missiles over the last 24 hours. Ukrainian officials are now urging residents there to flee the city more than a month after it was liberated from the Russians. CBS's Ian Lee has more tonight from inside Ukraine.
6: The Russians may have retreated, but the people of Kherson can't forget them. Daily, deadly reminders rain down, echoing around the former occupied city as Russian rockets and artillery demolish homes and kill civilians. A shell destroyed this house. A woman inside survived. Punish the Russians for their crimes. Punish them their whole lives, she says. (laughs) But Tamara Brashun wasn't so lucky. Her son was killed when a Russian shell leveled her home. She combed through the wreckage for his ID so she could retrieve his body from the morgue. Why Russia shells Kherson is hard to tell. Nothing they hit appears to hold military value, like this maternity hospital. The first strike hit just outside. Nurses rushed the pregnant women, newborns, and their mothers to the basement. The second smashed into the building. Mercifully, no one was injured.
2: It was frightening and unexpected,
6: this new mother says. The explosions just began and the windows shattered. My hands are still shaking. Workers gather the shattered glass, much like the lives of so many Ukrainians. It's attacks like these on civilians that make Ukrainian officials adamant that Russia can't be invited to any peace summits unless the country first faces a war crimes tribunal. Jerika?
2: Ian Lee with that important reporting tonight. Thank you. Pope Francis today ended his weekly address at the Vatican asking Catholics to say a special prayer for Pope Emeritus Benedict. The Vatican followed up with a statement saying the 95-year-old retired pope has been in failing health. Back in 2013, Benedict became the first pope in more than 600 years to resign, saying he was no longer well enough to run the church. Well, back here in the United States, the epidemic of gun violence is taking a toll on children. The Gun Violence Archive reports that more than 6,000 children were killed or injured in the U.S. by gunfire this year alone. That's the most ever recorded. Well, tonight we go in depth with a group of young people we first introduced you to several years ago. You don't have to see the wounds from gun violence to experience the pain of living through it, especially when you're young. I think Chicago has been labeled helpless by the nation. I'm more careful now. What is the right way to move in Chicago? Just knowing where you at all times. Ja'Kari Brown, Jeremiah Bell, Dejane Polk, and Tashara Winters found refuge here at the Marillac House. Gun violence is really, I feel like it it has a hold on our city for real. I first met them at the Westside Community Center in 2014. That's you. Man, that's crazy. (laughs) At that time, they ranged in age from nine to 15. How many of you guys have been exposed to some type of violence in this neighborhood? Jeremiah was the youngest. He told me about the loss of his father. He got shot when he was going to a store. Do you talk about it often? No, I just try to forget it. When you think about what you felt, what you experienced at nine, how has that shaped you at 16? I mean, well, first off, that shouldn't be something that, you know, any kid should have to go through, but it's gonna mold you, and it's gonna change your, uh, you know, perspective on uh, people around you. Back then, yeah. Jakari expressed fear. Do you feel safe? At home, but not outside. In 2021, he was arrested for carrying an illegal gun. The case was later dropped. Tell me about what uh, went into that decision. A lot of violence going on around me. Seeing a lot of people that's my age, my brother's age, getting killed
1: at a young age. So, it's yeah, so all like, yeah, let me get a gun.
2: At just 14, Dejanae couldn't conceal her caution. When the car goes slow, I died. now, 1-1 in my phone. I'm very aware of my surroundings. The violence here has robbed them of a childhood free of tragedy, a cycle that has continued into adulthood. I recently lost a cousin who was really close to me and excuse me if I cry. How many more people have you lost to gun violence since the last time we spoke? i will say at least about 20. 20? I couldn't tell you. You couldn't tell me. It's been that many. <laughs> it's been seven years. I cannot tell you how many people I've lost to gun violence since then. I don't know. So where does that leave you all seven years from now? I'm trying to make change within. Make change to create the future that they want to see. Well, we're happy to report that Jakari, Jeremiah, Dejanay, and Tashira are all either in school or working, and all of them still volunteer at the Marillac House. The new warning of extremist threats linked to a controversial COVID restriction policy at the U.S. southern border. That story is up next. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with
4: 15% cash back.
5: Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
2: Tonight, CBS News has confirmed that the Department of Homeland Security has sounded the alarm about potential violence if Title 42 ban is lifted. The COVID era policy allows border officials to turn away migrants. According to a law enforcement bulletin, there have been extremist calls for attacks targeting migrants. This includes the placement of landmines along migration routes and poisoning migrants with gas. The Supreme Court on Tuesday allowed Title 42 to remain in place for now. Well, a police officer in Tampa, Florida has been fired after he was caught on video dragging a handcuffed woman into jail. Gregory Damon was let go on Tuesday following an internal investigation. He arrested the woman for trespassing outside a family health center in November. Officials say Damon violated department policies, including not requesting assistance when dealing with an uncooperative person. Well, officials overseas are investigating a massive pileup involving hundreds of cars and trucks. That's next. Heavy fog is being blamed for a massive pileup of cars and trucks on a bridge in central China. State media said at least 200 vehicles were involved. Take a look at that video. One person was killed. Dozens of rescue workers were sent to help people trapped in their cars and tow away damaged vehicles. Well, tennis star Novak Djokovic is in Australia tonight, nearly a year after he was deported from that country because he refused to get vaccinated against COVID. Djokovic was granted a visa by the Australian government after it lifted strict rules for unvaccinated travelers. The 35-year-old is playing in the Adelaide International, which is set to begin on Sunday and will compete for his 10th Australian Open title next month. CBS's Steve Hartman shows us the power of kindness. That's coming right up.
4: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
0: There really is no place like home.
4: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
1: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy.
2: Well, finally tonight, in the spirit of the holiday season, simple acts of kindness can make the world of difference in someone's life. Need proof? CBS's Steve Hartman found the perfect example on a school bus. We're gonna care about each other and we're gonna love
6: everybody, right? Come on. To show his love and understanding. Hey, Chief! Curtis gave presents throughout the year. You say you like baseball? Each one personally selected with that child in mind.
3: My mom got divorced when I was only four. I'll see you
6: tomorrow.
3: He's the father that I always wanted. Mm-hmm.
6: After we first told this story, Curtis got a promotion to relationship expert for the district.
2: It's gonna be all right. We're gonna work with your mom. We're gonna, everything's gonna be okay, okay?
6: Curtis Jenkins' message of kindness has gone viral.
2: I know I'm planning to see for the future. It'll be good now. Kindness, love, respect, simple, simple. Simple and powerful. And you can watch Steve Hartman's one hour special, The Gift Kindness Goes Viral, tonight at 10 p.m. here on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. I'll be watching. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News for Nora O'Donnell and all of us here. I'm Jerika Duncan. Have a great night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app